You're tuned into the BSX Digital Sports Network. Keep it locked with your boy on the ones and twos. Going in on the wheels of steel. You're listening to the boss of the big ball. No man is safe from That's how we do it. That's just the way it is. That's the reason why I came to you. Drink and women and money. Good morning, Las Vegas, and all my sports betters around the world. You know what time it is. Time to grab that bankroll, hit the window, and beat the line. You're rocking with the boss of the big board, JB, the ticket. Vegas Scoreboard Express live here in Las Vegas at the KSHB Studios, 107.1 FM, early in the morning. KSHB AM 1400 VSX Digital Sports Networks. Going to be bringing you a lot of sports grease today. Got my main man, Ron Third Down Best Bets. Going to be jumping on the line with me to talk some bread and circus with you about the NBA draft. Yes, this past weekend. The NBA has a new crop of players. We're going to break it down for you, tell you where they went. Some of the players that got undrafted. Some of the top players as well. We'll let you know who they are. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some more baseball. That's right. The Oakland A's are supposed to be coming here to Las Vegas. So now we got pro baseball on deck. We're going to be talking about that again with my main man, Ron Third Down Best Bets. And just jumping around a lot this morning for some bread and circus. You guys know it's that time of the summer where the sports betting is a little bit sparse. We don't want you to waste your money. But like I told you before, you guys are going to want to stay tuned this summer for the bread and circus series. Also going to have some CFL notations and picks with my main man, Ron Raymond. Going to be bringing you guys that this week. VSX exclusive. Be sure to go to my website, VegasScoreboardExpress.com. So when I get back from the short commercial break, going to have my main man, Ron, third down, best, best, jump on the line with me. And we're going to wake you up this morning and put cash in your pocket. You guys know what time it is. JB the Ticket, follow the show on the bird at We Beat the Line. Follow us on Instagram at JB the Ticket. And follow yourself over to the book with these picks so you can make sure that you do that one thing that we like to do here. Get the money. You're listening to the boss of the big boy. JP the Ticket. Vegas Scoreboard Express. Giving you that grease. This football season, stay in the game with Fubo TV. Over 100 live channels, including NFL Network, NBA TV, and FS1. Don't miss any of the action. Get seven days free on us at VegasScoreboardExpress.com. Don't get cabled. Get Fubo TV. Steiner's, the Nevada style pub, invites you to play the best tavern, keto, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's the 24 awesome rotating draft beers, and Vegas' best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas Aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner's, the Nevada style pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiners, I love this place. You're tuned into the BSX Digital Sports Network.
operator. You're listening to the boss of the big bar. If you have money, you can buy anything. JP the ticket. Good morning, back at you live here at Las Vegas. Got my main man, Ron, third down, best bets on the line. Ron, good morning to you. I know you're in there somewhere, Ron. Where are you? How did that happen? Oh, my goodness. This guy fell off the line. It does not matter. I'm going to be breaking it down for you here. JP, the and Vegas Scoreboard Express. Man. I'm going to take a short commercial break, get this guy back on the line. These technical difficulties are killing me this morning. That's why we got to wake you up early and get you paid. JB the Ticket, Vegas Scoreboard Express. Keep it locked. Let's get this money. You're listening to the boss of the big boy. JB the Ticket. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs and just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. All right, Ron, you there with me this morning? Finally. Got you on the phone, JB, to Ticket Vegas Scoreboard Express. Back at you live here. KSHB VSX Digital Sports Networks. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if somebody's playing with the phone line, jumping around. Ron's got the phone. I knew I was going to be able to use that eventually. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm talking about, but... It's an inside joke again. Thank you so much for coming back on this morning, Ron. We got to figure out what is going on out in California. Every time we call you Saturday morning, I don't know if you're sitting next to a mountain. I don't know if you got uh, Sasquatch trying to steal your phone. But again, Ron, third down, best bets. Back on us here at Vegas Scoreboard Express. Dropping grease with you this morning. Let's go ahead and jump into this NBA draft. I took a look at it over the past couple of weeks. I mean, the NBA draft. The players, we knew it was going to be Victor Wimbiyama going number one. He was able to pull that off to the Spurs. So we take a look at it from the perspective of what happened at number two because the Blazers, these guys went and picked up Scoot Henderson. This kid's a NBA G League player, came out of the draft as a projected top five pick. He was able to be successful and continue to get there. But he's 6'2", great playmaking ability. It looks like he kind of came out of high school, man. Kid was 17 years old. Youngest player ever in the G League Ignite. You know when they changed these rules or what have you so the kids couldn't come straight out of high school. But he took a year or so to grow and uh, build himself up as a player, and he's got some very, very good stats. But as I said before, at number three, Scoot Henderson going to the Portland Trailblazers. What do you think is going to go on now with Damian Lillard? Because they basically are picking another point guard. 
a young dynamic point guard, Damian Lillard, basically used up his career grease in Portland. So now with these guys picking up this Scoot Henderson gentleman, do you think that they're going to end up moving Damian Lillard? All signs are pointing to yes. It looks like they're going to finally let Damian Lillard out of that bad contract. I hate to see it, man. You got players who spend their whole careers with the team, never get a championship. We saw it with Carl Malone, John Stockton, and the like with the Jazz back in the day. But this is one of the more recent players who I have seen be a dynamic player, one of the better players in the league. Hasn't attracted the type of star power that you've seen from some of these rookies. and Guys ended up in stupid situations with girls and stuff. But he's a dynamic player, but on the back end of his career. Do you think Portland decides to move him this summer? Go ahead. I think they'd be smart, too, because, like you said, he's getting to the back end of his career. As you do that, your value diminishes. You know, And he's a great player, and that's not going to end. I mean, he's just he's a player. I mean, you either got it, you don't got it. He's got it. Right. So, you know, he's going to be fine wherever he goes. But, yeah, I think it's time for them. I mean, he's I, – I, whenever I think of him, I think of Jack Eichel. I really do. That poor guy was stuck in Buffalo for five years. And I'd love to see David Miller get released, you know, and let's see him. I want to see him in the playoffs. I mean, it's tough because when you talk about the Portland Trailblazers as a city, the whole Northwest is dealing with just a lot of wildness right now. Okay. Crazy's running around. You're seeing it in San Francisco. These cities that have NBA teams, NFL teams, but we're sticking here with the NBA. There's a lot of turmoil outside of basketball in that city. Do you think the Portland Trailblazers could possibly move out of Portland? I know it's not a popular opinion. But you mentioned last week that the Golden State Warriors hopped across the bridge uh, to uh, Tech Valley. And they used to be right in Oakland. And we know Oakland and San Francisco are going through their social issues. So when you talk about it with basketball, as one of these sports where the city really has to rally around the team, Portland has not had a playoff basketball team in the last five, six seasons, okay? They haven't been able to attract big free agents. LaMarcus Aldridge, when he got up there, this poor guy ended up retiring with injuries and things like that. So it was just tough for Damian Lillard to ever get into a situation where he had a teammate that could help push him over the edge. Now, you look at what Portland is doing. I don't think they're going to do a dual backcourt situation with Lillard and Scoot Henderson. I don't think that Henderson is going to be able to play a year behind Damian Lillard. It's just they're too similar a player. You know what I mean? Go ahead. No, I, I agree. Um, they might have to if they can't get what they want for Lillard, you know, in, in trade. Because that's I don't think that's going to be an easy trade. That's going to be that's going to be a tough trade. I yeah, think. I know, man. Nobody wants to go to Portland. <laughs> It's bad in the value. I mean, he, he really is. A, he's a great player, and he, they're going to want a lot for him. I know he's at the end of his career, but he's still that good of a player. Talking about a team that has some pieces that maybe they could move around and send to the small market up in Portland. Again, I know you folks up in Oregon are like, dang, JB, why are you bringing on us so bad? Because I saw this coming. You know, Brandon Miller from Alabama went number two to the Charlotte Hornets. It looks like the Charlotte Hornets are actually drafting pretty well this year. As soon as Michael Jordan sells the team, they pick one of the top players, and then in the second round they get Amari Bailey because, you know, the ball kids are not going to be able to do too much. You got Lonzo and LaMelo out with injuries. They're talking about LaMelo ball 
may not come back this season. They're saying that Lonzo Ball might not come back to the Bulls this season. So there's a lot of open information out there as far as trade bait. And when you say Portland, Chicago, I'm looking at it. Chicago probably would like to unload the situation they have with the ball kid, pick up a few more guys. They've got a decent core. I think they still got that Laurie Markkanen kid, very good young backcourt to put Damian Lillard in a situation going from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference, which in my opinion is a very interesting thing because, again, he's played in the Western Conference, which we know over the last decade has been the strongest conference in the NBA. For him to go to an Eastern Conference team, which is somewhat of a contender like the Chicago Bulls, who have pieces that they can move around, do you think that would be an interesting cap move? And I know we talked about Miami having a ton of money, but they are also another city that hasn't been able to attract the big free agents ever since that LeBron James situation when these guys were, you know, defacing the mural after they won the championship. So, you know, players are a little bit leery of these fan bases. But in Chicago, still a rabbit fan base, still supports the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls have been relatively respectable over the last couple of seasons. Do you think that will be a decent destination for Damian Lillard? And you're hearing it here first on KSHB, AM 1400, JB the Ticket, 107.1 AM 1400. It's just a few rumors I've been hearing. You know the Summer League is here in Vegas. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a, a good place for him. I've heard kind of some rumors about maybe Indiana and Milwaukee myself, too. No. Uh, no. The funny thing about the Damian Lillard situation is that he's kind of a throwback player. He's an on-ball guy. He's a scorer. He does play rabbit defense. It's just that the rest of the NBA fan base, if you will, hasn't really seen him elevate to that superstar status. I mean, we saw Ja Morant do it before him, and we saw how that ended up. So I think if he goes to a bigger market team, I don't think Milwaukee is a good fit. I don't think Indiana Pacers are a good fit. It would be a great trade for the Chicago Bulls to pick up Damian Lillard because, again, there's no way for him to go to New York. You got Jalen Brunson, okay? There's no way for him to go down to Miami just because they've got – it's a guard-heavy team. We saw the size and height disadvantage that Miami had in the NBA Finals. So I think you guys have seen the last year of Damian Lillard in a Portland Trail Blazers jersey. Now, sticking here with the Bulls, because we're talking about Lonzo Ball, and this is why it's one of the better options for the Chicago Bulls to make that move. I think they should trade Lonzo up to Portland. I mean, Portland has always had injury issues. Again, did the Dave Odom or the Greg Odom situation? Brandon Roy. I mean, I don't know what it is up in uh, up in Portland. I mean, they just can't keep anybody on the floor. Bill Walton still hurt, too, 30 years later. Bill Walton still hurt 30 years later. Hasn't left the booth. Portland as a basketball city is in trouble, and I think there needs to be a move made there. But again, going into the news that we heard about eight hours ago, Lonzo Ball is expected to miss yet another season. Those crappy Triple B sneakers, man. Messed up this kid's legs. And again, his brother down in Charlotte, they've already kind of got Amari Bailey sniffing at his heels because he can't stay healthy. So when you talk about a lot of these younger kids coming into the NBA as young as they have over the last couple of seasons. We're seeing a lot of them wash out real, real early. Zion Williamson, another one. 
tons of injuries, haven't really produced. In this draft class, we've had some notable players also go undrafted. You had Adama Sanogo, national champion. UConn didn't go undrafted. Well, he didn't. He went undrafted. He didn't get picked up. Drew Timmy, the kid from Gonzaga, he's been there 5,000 years. He went undrafted. I think he already got a, a free agent contract. So when you talk the about the, the Bulls. Say what? The Bulls signed Sanogo. The Bulls picked him up. Oh, goodness. Yeah. What's he going to do? Rebound? Who's going to shoot the ball over there? Who's going to shoot the ball? He's one of those guys with that automatic, robotic, you know, slow telegraph jump shot. That ain't going to work. He's probably a rebounder in camp at most. JB the Ticket, Vegas Scoreboard Express. Want to give a shout-out, though, to our main man, Julian Strother. Here in Las Vegas, young kid went in the first round to the Denver Nuggets. So hopefully they give him one of those bubblegum rings with JB the Ticket and Vegas Scoreboard Express. When I get back, going to be talking to my main man, Ron Third Down Best Bets, more about this basketball. Get rid of all these technical difficulties. Let's settle in and let's get some money. You're listening to the boss of the big ball, JB the Ticket. Vegas Scoreboard Express. Giving you that grease. Basketball season is heating up, so stay in the game with Fubo TV. Get the NBA, NCAA, FIBA, and more. Get seven days free at VegasScoreboardExpress.com. Don't get cabled. Get Fubo TV. At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple, good food, and generous portions. Family-owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at thebagelcafelv.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. JP the Ticket Vegas Go Board Express back on the line with you. Got my main man, Ron, third down, best bets. Ron, I heard you there waking you up early in the morning. Thank you so much for getting back on the line with us. Let's jump back into this NBA draft. Vegas Go Board Express again, live on 107.1 KSHP AM 1400. We're into the summer series, Bread and Circus, talking about the basketball world today with the NBA. You know, on a side note, I saw something interesting yesterday on Instagram. Shout out to Kevin Garnett for dropping this grease. I reposted it. If you follow me on Instagram, go to JB the Ticket. He talked about NBA contracts and how contracts began to get restructured after the mid-2000s up until now. And he mentioned something interesting about how when players get big contracts, they become the villain. And because of this as being a bread and circus segment we're going to talk a little bit about this because we noticed that with John ja Morant he got that huge contract he became a villain and now he's out 25 games to start the season Kevin Garnett also mentioned something about the owners clawing back money at the end of the season paying you like a 10% team membership fee out of the salary just a lot of nonsense going on with that so when you talk about it from that perspective with these younger rookies coming in 
Over the last five, six seasons, I've seen several of them wash out within that rookie contract year. Also, seeing some of the top college players go undrafted season after season. Many of the players who get drafted don't have big names in this NBA draft. So the point that I'm making here is, has the NBA kind of cannibalized itself as far as popularity of the players on a national level? Maybe they have more of a global reach. We see some of the numbers. It kind of looks even to me. But with all the back office issues that goes on, with all the issues that the players are bringing in off the court, onto the court, like I said, some of the bigger summer issues that have already brewed up early, the Zion Williamson trouble, the issues over with uh, the young kid, uh, we just mentioned his name, uh, John Morant. Some of these new rookies coming in, you talk about the Brandon Miller kid from Alabama. You know he had that issue uh, during the tournament season, being involved in some, you know, some sort of activity down there uh, when he was at school. But just talk to me a little bit about what you think is going to be the sea shift in the NBA. Everyone's talking about this Victor Wimbayama kid being the next face of the NBA. But again, stepping away from that for a little bit, how does the NBA regroup and regain a certain popularity or certain cultural influence? Because again, the NBA draft, the NBA finals came and went. And when you take a look at a lot of the players who got drafted, it looks more like a baseball draft where they, you know, have multiple rounds. The NBA only has two. But as far as name recognition, many of the players and faces that we're used to seeing and the coverage we're used to seeing before these guys come out just is not there. So do you think that basketball is becoming more of a club sport? Go ahead. I do. And congratulations. You just made a lot of great points right now. You really did. They need to follow the NFL's model, in my opinion. They don't have a relationship with the NCAA right now. You don't see that. That's why you're not hearing about these kids. They have a relationship with their G League. And I don't know if you noticed, and excuse the term, but all the dog players are going to the G League. All these kids. I see that. I I watched highlights of Scoot. That kid's a dog. He's a player. I'm telling you, he came out 17 years old. He would have been able to go straight to, you know, the NBA 25 years ago. But then they changed the rule, I think, back in 04, 06. Uh, where, you know, you couldn't do that. He's a very good player. But like I said before, yes, the best players who were coming out of the preps, the NBA shot themselves in the foot with the Prep to Pros brand because the GMs got real heavy with it. They just started picking high schooler after high schooler. If the high school kid was top 10 high school, I remember guys like Eddie Curry. I remember guys like Darius Miles, just guys who, like I said, I love these guys. These guys are awesome people. But their GMs drafted them too early, put them in situations where they couldn't be successful. You think about that draft where the Clippers, and now we know, you know, Donald Sterling was running the team like a, a back office pawn shop, if you will. But when you look at it from that perspective, that team that was in the early 2000s had Jeff McKinnis, they had Michael Olawa Candy, they had uh, Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Lamar Odom. I mean, on paper, that's a PlayStation All Star team. But these guys couldn't buy a bucket and couldn't buy a win. Okay. But the name recognition was there. After Victor at number one, the rest of these guys are notable. But you mentioned a good point yourself. The NBA has effectively severed its relationship with the NCAA from a basketball perspective. And for me to see the success of 
the NFL and how they've been able to manage the sea changes in college sports, manage NIL deals, manage the image of the players as best that they can, but also the NFL draft and the NFL as itself are still able to create fanfare around their players. And what I'm not seeing here with the NBA is from a retired player perspective, I don't ever think we would hear people talk about Tom Brady the way we hear them talk about Michael Jordan. The way that people are talking about Michael Jordan right now is ridiculous. Questioning if he's the greatest and just basically trying to dog out his career. But when we did the last dance during the summer of no sports, we got to see the full history of it. The NBA doesn't do a good job of taking care of its veterans. You look at what the New York Knicks did with Charles Oakley. I mean, come on. The guy's not in the front office. You got Patrick Ewan down there stinking it up as the coach at Georgetown. I think he might have just got let go this past season as well. Where is the NBA in bringing in the historical players, guys of note? I mean, look at Allen Iverson. He, the NBA's not doing anything with him. Kevin Garnett is exposing all the secrets of what goes on behind the scenes. You just have a league now that's so focused on youth, 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 youth. What is it, a post-high school league at this point? Talk to me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're right. These are all great points. It's it's changed so much. But the landscape of it is completely different, and it's not working. I mean, the it's product. just ridiculous. You talk about the top 75 team. When I was a kid, they did the top 50 team. But more importantly, and again, I say this from the perspective of the way the league has integrated it's past and present. It just hasn't done it. Seriously. I mean, and let's talk about some of that fashion we saw coming across the stage. You thought the suits were bad back in the day with, you know, 10, 15 buttons on them. These kids literally look like they just walked out of the back room of Liberace at concert and decided, hey, we're going to rock what Liberace was wearing. I mean, it was shiny suit, sequin suit. I didn't know if I was watching a pageant or the NBA drafts. <laughs> I got to admit, I got a little confused. But I'm talking about it from that perspective. I mean, this stuff isn't moving the cultural needle. And when you talk about it from the sports betting perspective, the NBA, I get it. I get it. Your major sports league. But how are fans who are losing interest slowly but surely? going to want to sit and watch a game throughout the season bet these games and essentially are taking bets on players they may not know i mean it's good for the sharps shout out the sharps the guys who absorb sports but that's what i'm saying it's becoming a club sport if you're not a basketball nerd it's not going to be interesting to you but talk to me ron your thoughts you said there's been a lot of changes what are some of the other things that you've seen especially out in Lakerland in L.A. We've seen kind of a sea change of the Lakers in some ways competing with the Clippers as the number one team in L.A. You never would have seen that years back. And now you look at it and you say to yourself, "Okay, well, the Lakers continually bringing in top free agents. It's been the LeBron James sweepstakes for the last 10 years. And now that his career is somewhat winding down, trying to hang on to the last couple of shoestrings, so he can wait for his son to get there. Shout out Jawan Howard's son. We talked about this, the nepotism in the NBA. They're picking the players' kids. I didn't even know Jawan had a son in Division One basketball. It's just, again, these 
situations where basketball has seemed to have embraced the European FIBA model and went away from the model that we had something going so well here. Because, again, I may be a stickler, maybe old school, but when I look at the NFL and NCAA football, I just don't see those issues. I mean, I mean, there are issues there, of course, because we talked about it. They don't promote the players in the NFL uh, from college anymore as much. We don't know who the starting quarterback is. We talked about it. We didn't know who the Heisman Trophy winner was. You said Caleb Williams. But nobody knew that. He wasn't even on a draft board. So, again, the college athletics here in America are losing their effectiveness as essentially one of these things that the general sports culture takes an interest in. But I'm also seeing it creep in to the sports betting community. Again, FAU, name me their starting five. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll give you 10 seconds. Go ahead. You can't do it. Take all 10, brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And when you look at it from the perspective, like I said, of what's going on now with ESPN, ESPN is firing everybody. Got rid of their TV guys, sports guys. The landscape is shifting and changing. The good news is I think it's shifting and changing in sports betting, which is what we are masters at here at VSX. But, Ron, again, some of the things that you've seen out in L.A. with USC, with UCLA, with the Clippers, with the Lakers, is it top of the mind now or is L.A. trying to focus on not becoming the next San Francisco with all those crazies running around? Go ahead. LA is never going to become San Francisco. I can tell you that firsthand. It's just different culture. But the Lakers are back. They took from the trade deadline on, they were really good. It took a really good Denver team to put them out. And a good friend of mine pointed me out last night. They were in that series. They got swept, but they were going off by. No, that's right. You just remind me that they got swept. <laughs> I was I was with you until you said they were in it. They got swept. I said, okay, go they ahead. Were, but they were, but they were all tight. They were all tight games. You know, they didn't yeah. get beat by fifteen. They weren't getting beat by twenty. Yeah. You know, I mean, Denver knew the Lakers were there. They felt it. They knew it was a tough series. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's it's the Clippers are going to have their own arena soon. That's going to really increase the competitiveness between the teams. It's really strange having them in the same building. I mean, the Clippers have to cover all the Lakers' retired numbers and all their banners before the game. Let's talk about a couple of these bets before we take this short commercial break. Come back from that NBA Rookie of the Year. You can get these bets early over at BetUS.com or your local casino. But go to BetUS.com with us here at VSX. Use offer code VSX125. You get 125% bonus on your initial deposit. You got rotation number 1001, Victor Wimbiama, minus 200. Scoot Henderson coming in at plus 325, right under that 1002. And then you look who finally popped up on the line. Chet Holmgren, 1003. This guy was another kid. Got hurt before the season started. He's on at plus 450, being the rookie of the year in the NBA and so on. I mean, I'm just keeping it real with you, man. This is like having to do schoolwork to look at these kids now. It's like the... the uh, uh, Anyway, Ron, any shout-outs before we take this short commercial break? Go ahead. 
Yes, sir. I want to shout out my sister, Joni Carey. Yesterday was her birthday. I hope she had a happy birthday. I love you very much. All right, Ron. Thank you so much for that shout out. Happy birthday to his sister, Carrie. When I get back from this short commercial break, we're going to figure out some sort of grease to put on your bread for you. JB, the ticket in Vegas, Scoreboard Express, to get the money. Pine Hollow Winery is the first and only boutique winery in the Las Vegas city limits that features its own handcrafted wines. Located on the west side just minutes from the Strip at 7018 West Charleston, Pine Hollow Wines are available for tasting by the glass, bottle, or for carryout. Peach lovers pick up a bottle of the Warm Fuzzy, which is a sweet Chardonnay-style wine made with peach and apricots. Visit PineHollowWinery.com for their events, wine menu, and hours. That's PineHollowWinery.com. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. JB to Ticket Vegas Scoreboard Express back at you live here 107.1 FM. Got my main man Ron Third Town Best Bets on the line. Ron, you still there with your coffee, brother? Go ahead. Yes, sir. I'm here, That's what I'm talking about. Follow him on Instagram at RaiderHawk1. Follow the show over on Twitter at We Beat the Line. And of course, follow us on Instagram at JB the Ticket. So again, thank you guys for coming back on the line with us, talking some more of this NBA draft. My main man, Ron, third down, best bets. Let's talk about some of these players that didn't get picked up. You had Oscar Shibwe. He was the National Player of the Year from Kentucky. He didn't get picked up. Drew Timmy, he got picked up on a uh, undrafted free agent contract. Adama Sanogo, another national championship. Talking about skill level in the NBA. We looked, it was a very guard-heavy draft. As far as big men, we know there was the era of big men constantly drafting seven-footers to stop Shaq. Now it is a guard-heavy league. Everybody's taking jump shots. What are you going to think about in four, five, ten seasons where the center position has changed, the power forward position has changed? I think it's going more to a five-on-five type game. We saw Miami try that in the finals. That does not work. Doesn't work. But we're seeing teams draft that way. And big men are really uh, shooters, if you will. We saw it with Jokic. You're going to see it with Wimbiyama. Talk to me about the position changes in basketball because from a perspective of football, and you know we love our football here at VSX, we saw the same thing happen to the running back. Our beloved running backs are now a fifth wide receiver, and God forbid, in the Wildcat, they're throwing flea flickers or just catching the ball straight up and running. But from the basketball perspective, the five positions as we knew them in my opinion, no longer exists. So when you talk about it from a betting perspective, Ron, how are you going to start matching up players going into next season? Because what I'm looking at, I'm going to start matching stat for stat. I'm going to start doing it like we were playing NBA 2K Live on the internet. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to look at the coaching because it really comes down to which one of these guys on a one-on-one basis can beat the other guy. That's really what it is. I mean, we saw it with Jokic. He just absolutely abused every single center or big man, allegedly, 
in the Western Conference. Did the same thing to Anthony Davis, and then he went and abused Adebayo, took home the ring. But he was kind of a positionless player. We call him a five. We call him a man in the middle. But the guy's taking threes. He's controlling the point from the center position. I just don't see positions being as big of an issue or as big of a part of basketball as they were before. You always had your specialist. Now the requirement, I think, to get to the NBA is to be a dead-eye shooter. As far as defense, shot blocking, rebounding, those skills are expected to come. But when you – and pause on that. But those are things that you have when you get to the NBA. We're seeing a lot more kids now come into the NBA – with just scoring skills only. And then when they get to the NBA, not scoring as much. But it comes from the positionless player. Everybody is a wing. Go ahead. No, you're right. It, that's another great point. I mean, it's the the, the five, the one, two, five has changed. I mean, it's, it's really about what you can do now. And that's where they fit you on the court. They find a place for you. I mean, there's one through seven now, if you think about it, you know, only five at a time. But mm-hmm. I mean, they got, they've got a lot of different versatile players now that are just different slots. They got hybrids now. They got guys that can only shoot. They mm-hmm. got guys that can only dribble. There's guys that are there just to pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really becoming specific. But that's why I really like what Dallas did in the draft because they went old school. They drafted defense. They drafted heart. They drafted aggressiveness. Guys, guys that are going to die for a loose ball. And that's that's what we needed to do as a team. That's where I think the NBA at some point is going to see that you need those guys on the floor. And you can't always draft and think you're going to build that. That Those are character issues. Those are guts. I mean, I'm that's looking at guy. this right now. You I mean, how do you don't? I yeah. mean, you can't develop, you can't develop that. But I it's mean, an age thing. It's an age thing. For example, again, I had no idea this was the case. Jet Howard, the son of Juwan Howard, 6'8 freshman guard. Played for Michigan. Kid averaged 14 points a game. I know Michigan lost early in the tournament. All Big Ten third team. All Big Ten freshman team. He goes in the first round, I think, to the Orlando Magic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, he went in the second round to the Orlando Magic. Okay? Not hating on the kid. Give him a congratulatory clap for making it to the NBA for getting drafted but this is from nba.com and i see this for all the players i'm just going to read you the projection howard's ability to knock down three pointers is already and be a secondary playmaker could make him a plug and play option for most teams especially those in need of perimeter shooting off the bench his game is comparable to a more three point oriented there goes that word again chandler parsons or a bigger Tim Hardaway Jr. Teams can run plays for Howard, or he can find action in the flow of the game, both of which are useful in the NBA, which I think is a crock of poo. We just read a player projection, and it mentioned the three-point shot five times. And this is coming from the inside. This game is cooked. If these kids don't learn how to start playing again and start getting the fundamentals that they need to be able to project being a winner okay their games don't get better they get worse and worse or more injured and more injured every season now we're talking about a kid a second rounder who is a third team all-conference player third team 
Maybe I'm just old school. I know it sounds nuts, but I'm talking about it from a betting perspective. I'm not putting any money on that. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how this is. I thought you were talking about Josh Howard for a minute. You know, the former Maverick from Wake Forest. That was the exact same thing said about him. Three-point shooter, three-point shooter, three-point shooter, ready to plug in. I mean, it's 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 crazy how they're how they're just doing that now. You know, he's ready to plug in. I mean, he's going to be in the NBA now. It's a lot different than going to you know Ames, Iowa for a game or or going to DePaul. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. this is this is a different scene. I mean, it's these they're throwing a lot of pressure at these kids. And yeah, you may be a good three-point shooter in college, but. It's just I don't like how they're putting the pressure on these kids like that. I don't. They're expected to. So now, what's he? What he's going to do? He's going to go out and practice three pointers now. He's going to make sure he can hit three pointers. But you got a lot of other game you got to play. Right. Right. You know, they're 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 too focused on three point shooting. There's more than three point shooting. In for example, game. for example, and thank you for making that point. Let's go to do the analysis of the number two pick, Brandon Miller. Again, this is from NBA.com. First sentence. I'm going to read it to you. An elite scorer who's equally comfortable attacking the rim as he is launching threes. I'm like, oh my god, you don't even get seven words into the sentence, and they're talking about and they're using my term, launching threes, because that's what they're doing. Miller has an excellent size at six foot nine with a wingspan approaching seven feet. He'll eventually add weight. Miller is already a crafty scorer who loses his length and athleticism to get to the hoop and finish over and around defenders. Scoring is his calling card, but Miller is a willing passer who displays high-level vision traits as a ball hander and in the pick-and-roll. Mechanics-wise, Miller's jump shot is nearly flawless. And again, here we go. His three-point shooting, 38.4%, and free-throw percentages pretend borderline elite shooting at the next level. What? 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 Oh, my goodness. Defensively, Miller is active and engaged and should have the size to keep up with most NBA wings. You see the projection and analysis on this kid? We didn't see not one stat, one breakdown, no information on what's coming out of the draft combine. We don't know what the verts are. No cone, no shuttle drill, nothing. This NBA draft has literally become the MLB draft. And when you talk about it from that perspective, you are going to ask fans to bet on games and you're really just going to have to bet on favorites being a sharp when it relates to the nba you don't have to be a sharp there's three stats you got to look at three pointers rebounds and how many minutes they play in the game just keeping it real for you that's all you got to look at to make money in the nba i'm just giving you guys a piece of secret grease here jb the ticket and vegas scoreboard express that's all you've got to look at what is the three-point percentage how many rebounds can this person get and how many minutes do they stay on the floor? Because I just read you the breakdown of the top two out of the top three players that were picked in the draft. And it was literally almost the same analysis. Talk to me about it, Ron. Then we'll take this short commercial break. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, can either one of these kids rebound? Can they dribble? I mean, it's pretty much the goal is. It's, there's two three pointers and they can attack the rim. So, and they can match up with anybody. But we're going to find out soon enough. I'm curious to see how, how the number one pick does after losing to Monaco in, their, in his series. I know. I you lost to Monaco. I really want to see how he gets uh, how he does with a, a nice 6'9", 250-pound gentleman, you know, introducing him to his elbow a few times. It doesn't look like he's a very big guy. So 
I mean, he's, really lucky. he's lucky Bill ain't bearing around no more. I tell you that. I mean, you 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 look at his analysis. Number one pick. Let's read off his. Wimbiyama's height combined with his well-rounded skill set makes him one of the highest ceiling prospects. There, we talk about that ceiling again. To say a ceiling denotes that he will reach a point where he reaches his peak. They used to say sky's the limit for these kids. Now they're telling you highest ceiling prospects. They know the kids are limited. Most scouts have ever seen. Despite being well over seven feet tall, he can handle and shoot the ball like a playmaking wing. Are you kidding me? But he has the skills in the post as well, allowing him to simply shoot over smaller defenders. He's a willing passer, able to punish double teams. Wimbiyama's length will make him extremely disruptive as a defender and rebounder. His relative quickness will allow him to defend some on the perimeter. Again, seven foot four guy trying to stop guards where he's capable of blocking jumpers. Are you kidding me? Man. Number one pick. Number one pick. He didn't win his championship overseas. And his analysis is that he's just some positionless player who's seven foot four running around on the court with the JB the Ticket Vegas Scoreboard Express. I know I'm kicking a lot of grease today because, I mean, it's summertime. We're giving you bread and circus. This is how we talk in the studio, so we're going to give it to you here live. KSHP 107.1 AM 1400 VSX Digital Sports Networks every Saturday and Sunday this summer. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Some of the shows are going to be live. I do got to take a little vacation coming up next month, so we'll have some recorded segments for you that we do on our exclusive. Go to our website, VegasScoreboardExpress.com to check that out. Ron, any final thoughts on this NBA draft talk that we gave you today? A little bit more bread and circus than we wanted to. But I'm just telling you right now, I gave you the analysis of the first three picks on NBA.com, and they were relatively exactly the same. And the focus was on this outside three-point shooting. How are they going to make the change on this? You look at a guy like Jokic, just on a side note, he won a championship with easy buckets in the paint, okay? He was just throwing up, you know, those YMCA shots the old uncle puts up. Again, not fancy, looks ugly, but effective. What do you think the NBA is going to have to do going forward over the next three, four seasons? Because this, I think, is going to be make or break for the NBA in the NIL era. And also, just to touch on that, NCAA college basketball. Can you imagine telling a kid you're going to be national player of the year and go undrafted? I mean, that's just unheard of. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that happening. National player of the year not getting drafted. That's that's really crazy. I, I think a lot of the scouts are going to be trying to find an next Jokic, and good luck on that because he's a freaking anchor. You don't find guys like he's a generational player. I mean, they don't come, they don't yeah. come around like they did. You had Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, yeah. You had Jokic. They just don't come around. They, they don't. They, they're generational players, and they can try all they want to find him. They're not going to find him. But that combination of what he does. I think if Wimbayama gains weight, we looked at Giannis Antetokounmpo over the, his growth in career, but this kid was in the league almost seven years before he sniffed the playoffs like that. Okay, and he won a championship, wasn't able to repeat because, again, the shuffling around the league, but... They're all the same player. Let's take a look. Wimber Yimbiana, a center at number one. Brandon Miller, a forward, a tweener. Guard, 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 guard. I mean, I'm just telling you right there, that's, it's a guard-heavy league. It's a league of shooting. And if you guys are going to bet it this season, again, go over to VegasGoreBoardExpress.com. Pick up that Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash JB, giving you 15% off. All you got to look at are three stats. Three-point percentage, minutes per game, and can this individual rebound? 
JB the Ticket Vegas Scoreboard Express. When I get back from this short commercial break, we're getting ready to sign off and send you guys out to the book to get your money. You're listening to the boss of the big ball. You're listening to the boss of the big ball. JB the ticket back at you live here, KSHB AM 1400 107.1 FM. Got my main man, Ron, third down, best, best, back on the line with me. Ron, how you doing this morning? We're getting ready to round it out and get up out of here. How you doing? I'm amazing, sir. Yes. I'm telling you, man. I it's, am amazing. We're getting, into that, we're getting into that part of the summer where, I mean, I'm just bored with the sports. I'm going to keep it real with you. I love the NFL. Football's coming. I know. Love the NFL. I tried to sit through one of those USFL games the other day. I'm like, man, it looked like a pandemic game. You know I wasn't a fan of the pandemic. No fans in the stands. They didn't promote it well. Nothing about the sports betting. And, I mean, look, we can take an hour and cover USFL sports betting. Send you to the book. Give you a good dog, and then you lose all your money. We don't want that to happen to you. We want to entertain you, give you something relatively good to think about in sports and help you change the way you're thinking about sports with sports betting being a legal entity now in sports. And it affects What's going on? You talk about a guy before the break, Nikola Jokic, who could be a similar player to him. You know who I think is a player that should have gotten a shot based on some of the guys that got picked? We're not going to call them names. But Drew Timmy out of Gonzaga. How does Julian Strother, and again, shout out Julian Strother here, Las Vegas kid, making it to the NBA. But how does he get drafted in the late first round? Over a four-year guy, maybe a fifth-year option, I think Drew Timmy took. Proven post player, proven post score, and he's got a decent little jumper. And you know playing at Gonzaga, he knows how to play basketball right. He'll probably be a successful undrafted free agent. But to see a guy like him not get drafted, you look at a guy like Oscar Shibway again. I'll keep it real. His game is super basic. But so is everybody else game in the NBA. I mean, before in the NBA, you had to have the, the, the power three. Super athletic, super, you know, smart as far as basketball sense. Because, again, if you didn't understand, you know, they used to run plays back in the day. The triangle offense, boxing one, uh, that uh, power offense that they used to run with the Detroit Pistons. They actually had plays. You had to be a thinker. But most importantly than that, you had to have one standout skill. The all-around guys, that's what made Jordan so great because he was an all-around guy. But most other NBA players, yeah, they had those all-around base skills as a given, and they weren't as maximized as Jordan, but there was something about them that gave you an interest and a reason to watch. Also, their games from college many times, especially with our superstars, top 75 players, and then just a lot of great players over the years. They were able to continue that style of play 
in the NBA. We've seen over the years, again, these guys come from these other leagues. College, not so much because, again, we just don't see that exciting ball play in college anymore. But from an NBA perspective, you're talking about these young guys coming into the league right now, and they just don't have, I'm telling them, and they're going to figure it out. They don't have the base fan base, if you will, to really kind of support that. And you talk about a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo was in the year seven league, was in the league seven years before he became a champion. And you got colleges getting kids drafted over kids who really weren't ready. So I think it's just where basketball is. It's something we're not used to, but there is an example of it. FIBA. This is what they do overseas in Europe, man. They pick these kids at seven, eight, nine years old. They put them in a program. They train them up. They put them in uh, the junior leagues, which we developed here, which the NCAA, super stupid, missed out on that. Because they were getting free labor, free money, free advertising. I mean, the NCAA was literally the last, you know, if you will, forum for uh, free labor. I'm not going to go into certain words. But again, Ron, third down, best bets. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ron, thank you so much for listening. I know I can go on a rant, but I'm just looking, man. It's getting into the summertime. Not really doing a lot of betting, doing a lot more observation, doing our study coming up for football season. But again, just finishing out the basketball for this year and then waiting to come back in the fall. I'm just not seeing it, man. I'm not seeing it. Go ahead. No, I'm not either. It's just the NBA really needs to take hold of this right now. I mean, yes, we're handling the NBA, but we're also trying to help you point out we love the sport. We want to save it. Yeah, I want it so to be listen, interesting. Listen, don't, get, don't get resilient and be angry and, and shadow ban and do things like that. Yeah, you know? I know. Hey. Listen, we're pointing out. We're not criticizing. We're trying to help. Right. We love it. We, we want it to be what it was. Right. And be better. We're in the 21st century. We got all this AI and all this stuff. Use it to our advantage. So, again, signing off. JP the Ticket, Vegas Goldport Express. Follow the show on Twitter at We Beat the Line. Follow us on Instagram at JB the Ticket. And also check out our website at VegasScoreboardExpress.com. Want to give a shout out to Linwood Hard Rock Hamilton, still trying to get his documentary made. You guys go to our website, click on his profile, and donate to his cause. Very important to get that out there. Ron, thank you so much. We'll have you back tomorrow on the show. And you guys know what time it is. It's Sunday. Go to the book. Get the best information you can. Stop by my guy, Scotty B. Mobile website, MLBDaily.com, for your baseball picks and get the money.